So I'm not saying that everybody um, like shouldn't have a podcast, but now that the CIA has a podcast, I feel like we can just do they have a podcast? Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't been invited to be on yet? <laughs> no, I got to go in there and promote I my podcast. <laughs> I would not listen to a CIA podcast because I'd be afraid. I'm already terrified that my phone is tracking me and knows everything I'm saying and doing. I feel like listening to a CIA. Oh, we're doing the show right now. Yes. Yeah, hello. Yes. Um, welcome to Debatable Effect Television Show, where we debate nothing but are presented. Yes. That's the word. Yes. Aren't you proud yes. of me, So proud of you. Yeah. Growth. Yeah, I mean, you can teach a young dog new tricks. A 37-year-old dog next Tuesday. Um, Do you have a learning. dog in you? Still learning. Um, I'm getting the x-rays back later today. We'll find <laughs> out. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, Mina's here. Hi, Mina. Hi. Hello. Happy to be here. Yes. As always. Shout out to Mina, to the CIA, now officially listening in on this podcast. That's a TV show. That's not a real TV show. And also, uh, Alabaster, the more that Alabaster and Dominique podcast together, the worse I feel about not calling him by his like birth name. And I just want to let you in on the fact that I'm balancing that tension as we untangle all the other tensions on today's rundown. It's okay. Uh, undebatable. I'm I'm fine being alabaster. Um, should we get Should we get going? Let's yes. do it. All right. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. I really want to know what you think about the Celtics press conference today. And my question is: Did that press conference change the way you feel about Ime Udoka's suspension? So we watched this press conference as a group chat. And there are some things in that group chat that I'm very glad we're not going to say, but there are some things that I do want to communicate, right? Because this has been a mess from the very beginning. The rollout of this story has been one of the most dysfunctional rollouts to any now clearly actually like real and the degree to which it is incredibly serious. We're kind of here to suss out right now, but this is now a real story. I mean, it's a real story that we saw um, unfold in a theatrical environment, this press conference that left me deeply wanting for more information, number one, and also for like more and better questions to be asked. I mean, the whole thing, guys, that we have been isolating from the very beginning um, has been consensual, right? A consensual affair. And that's the question, right? Like, how consensual is this? And also um, sexual harassment, a word that was kind of accidentally dropped into this presser by Wick Grousbeck, the owner of the Celtics, that no one followed up on seems to be whatever the animal bigger than an elephant is in the room right now that none of us have clarity on, but is clearly responsible in, in some alleged way, I suppose for why this thing is so uncomfortable to talk about and why this suspension is so lengthy right now. Yeah, the most information we have right now is from the athletic piece that came out last night, late last night from Shams Charania, um, which basically it, it's still pretty vague, but it characterized uh, Udoka's transgression. And by the way, the Celtics have said there were a volume of violations. The statement said multiple violations, which of course, raises more questions. But the athletic piece said uh, this was a relationship that was consensual at one point, and then uh, there was a warning, and then there were unwanted comments. That's all we know. Um, the Celtics in their press conference today, I thought mo the most notable comment 
was uh, wanting a workplace to be free of harassment, which sort of ties to the unwanted yes, comments. Thing. That's the phrase. Um, and I guess I, my I have two reactions to all of this, and it's been a bleep show. First of all, from start to finish, the, you alluded to the media rollout. I would just say the reactions to this have been heavily inter influenced by the order in which this information has come out. If the uh, athletic piece was the very first thing to come out, if the allusion to unwanted comments or harassment, if that came out before the word consensual came out, I think we would all be having a totally different or would have had a totally different conversation about it yesterday. Um, so I think this is a really good example of how it's, and, yeah. I would say, uh, irresponsible to have takes about a story like this when there's so little information out. The other thing I think, my other takeaway from, you know, again, admittedly a pretty vague piece is the skeleton of it, what we know so far, what I described, the consensual, the warning, the uh, unwanted piece coming later, the unwanted uh, comments, it's a pretty good illustration of why these policies exist in the first place. Relationships can start consensual, but then they can end poorly as relationships mm -hmm. often do. And then when you introduce that to a workplace, it creates all sorts of problems, not just for the people involved in the relationship, but others because of the impact on power dynamics, uh, making a workplace uncomfortable for various people. So. I, I guess I just, I, I don't mean to monologue here, but it felt like yesterday the discourse around workplace relationships and why these policies exist and the concept of a consensual relationship, it, it felt really irresponsible and really, really short-sighted. Yeah. I mean, we hit on this yesterday. I think the, the takeaway is we aren't built for this as a business, <laughs> you know, like as sports media, that is. Um, we are built for takes and opinions, and it's hard for some of us to turn that switch off when something that's more important comes up, comes up, but it's something that we need to learn because it's coming more and more often. And when I first started at the undefeated, I remember Kevin Merida was telling me, or like would joke with me when I would say that I'm not a journalist. Cause you're like, no, you're here, whatever you're a journalist. Like, no, I'm not a journalist. And this is like a reiteration of like that point is some of us aren't journalists and some of us even started as journalists and we aren't anymore. And we need to accept it and behave that way. And us as consumers also need to adjust our behavior. But I think that it's the like media or information ecosystem involved in a way or evolved in a way that created uh, these like news brokers. And that's fine when you're you're trading information on trades and releases and cuts and like that type of stuff, but it's not okay when it's information about more serious things. And we've seen it happen across both of the major sports. And to Mina's point, that first impression really shapes the narrative of the story or shapes the yes, direction yes. of the story and shapes the way we feel about it. Because when there is incorrect information put out or incomplete information put out, we make a decision, we give our takes, us in the media and because of social media, everyone in the general public, we give our takes and then we're entrenched on the take. And no matter what information comes out going forward or how the information changes, we're unwilling to move off of that, which is fine if you pick the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, but it's not okay when you're talking about issues of workplace conduct. No, I mean, look, the whole dynamic of just how we pay attention to things, right? Like we really do maximize and, and pay the most attention to the first impression. 
And so the first impression is, oh, this is a consensual relationship. And from there, everything else follows. But even so, I'm sorry. No, well, Dominique, uh, feel free to interject. But like, so when there's an update to the story, and Mina alluded to the phrase that I had alluded to, which is that Wick Rousebeck, the owner of the Celtics, saying one of the key parts of our culture is freedom from harassment. And no one follows up on that detail that seemingly slipped out, but is the heart of this story now. To me, was there harassment? What were the conversations around the behavior that resembled harassment? Yeah. Like it, it, it's now trying to, yeah, pick your metaphor about toothpastes and tubes, right? Like that's might that would explain a lot that we did not know about before. Yeah, and I don't want to sound too navel-gazing or make this about media criticism. I guess we are doing media criticism right now. But, you know, we talk a lot or I guess think a lot about news comprehension and how, frankly, it is pretty lacking, not in just this country, but in the world right now. And I think when I think about yesterday, I found that it's also lacking in our side of the industry, which is giving analysis based on the news. Because when you think about the news, the actual information we had to work with yesterday, it was so lacking. And frankly, the fact that the suspension of Adoka for a year seems so disproportionate to what we knew at the time or what we were told or what was being speculated about with regards to a consensual relationship should have been a clue that there was a lot more information out there. There was a lot of stuff we didn't know. That is news comprehension. And I hope, and I'm probably wrong, that in the take industry, where we are you know, tasked with basically taking information and giving our opinions, we can do a better job of actually evaluating the information we have, or better yet, waiting a beat for that more information to come out before we arrive at strong opinions about stories like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, honestly, when you said you don't want to sound too navel-gazy, I was trying to think of a way to pivot it away from this conversation. But the only way to pivot away from this conversation is then to talk more about this. And we still don't have the amount of information that we need to like yeah. give a full like. No. I don't know. And I, I mean, it, it feels that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to give an opinion on like, is, is a year too much? Is a year not enough? Should he still be employed? I don't know what happened. And I understand the legal um, ramifications of uh, them releasing the report or whatever, whatever constraints they have on them. I personally feel like it's impossible for us to pass any judgment until we know what is actually happening or what has actually happened. So like arguing about how many employees should be penalized or how long an employee should be penalized, should someone have a job and uh, how well the press conference was handled. Like all of that stuff feels like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. I can't tell you who's doing right, who's doing wrong, how we need to grow, how we need to change. If I don't know what was done uh, or, or what he's actually being uh, penalized for. Right. Alabaster, I mean, one thing I just want to add in before you interject here is that the Celtics conducted what we learned from the presser today, that the Celtics were notified of this, they say, in the summer. They hired a law firm. They completed an investigation. And now I think like what any logical person would want is more information about what that investigation determined. We may never get that. It's an internal investigation, but there are key details around, around all the things we've discussed that are essential to this story proceeding in a rational way. Okay, so the, the question I have to follow up on this is that it feels like the palace politics and the story has, in the way it's developed, 
is going to shape the way that the Celtics handle this moving forward. And while we don't know all of these details, do you think it's even possible for Ime Udoka to coach this team after taking a year off, given the way that this story has snowballed in the media? No, no. no. I mean, look, so this story also, just context here, like I cannot recall a story that has been so wildly, recklessly, but broadly gossiped about among yeah. people who know anything, even vaguely anything about the NBA. But the thing, Mina, that everybody that I have talked to seems to agree is that this is the end for Ime Yudoka with the Boston Celtics for the reasons that, yeah, we're just alluded yeah, to. Yeah, and maybe to like connect the gossip aspect of this, which was rampant yesterday, and then, you know, Udoka's future. Um, Brad Stevens was very angry today about the fact that there had been Twitter speculation about the identity of the women or plural women involved in this story. Um, and he's right to be angry. And I think people are right to say, well, you know, if only the Celtics had put out in for more information, you know, that would have been helpful. But candidly, that's BS. Even if the Celtics had put out more information, the speculation still would have happened. I don't, I don't know what, like, yeah, I don't yeah. agree with that notion. And, and I'll say this. Um, this is the world we live in right now. It's not a great one. It is a world where social media does have that power. And it's also why these policies exist. The speculation didn't happen because of the story rollout. It happened because of what Ime Udoka did. And that is why he bears that responsibility um, for ultimately what ensued. Honestly, like the, when people who are public figures or in positions of power, um, you know, when their actions sort of lead to these stories and lead to these speculations, it's a reminder of the responsibility that comes with those positions, frankly. Yeah. I mean, if the, mm -hmm. the only thing that would have stopped people from speculating on who was involved is if the Celtics told us who was involved. And at no yes. point would it be appropriate to tell us Correct. Uh, the, the women who are involved. So, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. I think the criticism of the speculation that we all or the criticism of the rollout that we all agree with is the terms that were used, the incomplete information. I get yes. started with suspended for something. Uh -huh. And then we got right. consensual relationship. And then we start to learn, I don't know what is, if the relationship is consensual, then all this other stuff is just trickling out. Like if the Celtics can uh, like keep it private and have a press conference first, like if the first we were hearing of it was through the press conference, I think that changes a lot of the dynamics of this story. And, and some people who are entrenched on, uh, frankly, the I was gonna say the wrong side, but entrenched on a side in general, like in embarrassing themselves, like they may not be in this situation had they not gotten the first little tidbit of information and, and felt compelled to uh, jump up and protect. Yes, no, that's a really important nuance in terms of the criticism of the rollout versus what the rollout um, ended up triggering, which was going to be triggered by any report, no matter how responsible about the fact that there was another person and an affair involved. Right. Um, but it's worth noting too, right? Like Ime Yudoka, according to the press or according to the statement that was given to Malika Andrews, he accepted the punishment, right? Like he accepted the punishment. And part of that, I think, is also due to this larger recognition that Mina was alluding to, which is that in a workplace, when you are a boss, when you are a head coach, when you are a CEO, and there are differences therein, but like when you're a manager of people in a leadership role, zoom out to business, right? Like I was looking through a list since 2010 of the number of CEOs who had been fired for having consensual relationships with employees. It happened at McDonald's, it happened at Intel, at HP, yeah. at Priceline, at Best Buy. 
this is not unfamiliar ground for legal investigations and for corporate America. And so I don't have the fainting couch shock, the fainting couch shock of like, I can't believe that he's suspended slash may not coach again. My, my interests are just in like, what, what happened such that we can understand like our evaluation of, of the people involved. I have a, another question. Um, like, sh I guess we want to know what happened. Like, do you feel like it's something that we should know? Like redact the names. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel a little bit like uncomfortable about saying like, I demand to see how this person and like generally not in this issue, this um, incident specifically, but like, I feel weird saying I demand to know how this person was harassed if this person was harassed and it give me all the details. But I also feel like it's, then how do we, how do we deal with these public things if we're not gonna ever get the information? And maybe this will leak at some point, but it seems to me that unless there's going to be like a criminal trial, you know, like unless there's some sort of public thing that the Celtics, oftentimes you see big organizations do these type of investigations and then they'll have a verbal report come from the law firm which is just so that they never have to release those reports, no matter what happens, and they want to protect themselves from any legal thing. I don't. I, I hadn't heard that this was a verbal report, so I expect there is a report that, like, I kind of feel like we're entitled to see, but I also feel like maybe we aren't. It's not about entitlement. I mean, it's about the responsibility that comes with being a high-ranking public figure. Dominique, we make the same requests that we would of any coach. GM, owner, you know, person in a position of power in a sports organization, which is transparent. You want to know what happened so that we can, you know, actually have the context to adjudicate teams on their actions. I mean, I think, think about it differently. What if Udoka was not suspended? What if he wasn't punished? Right. And then we found out that there was harassment. Mm -hmm. You'd want to know, right? So that you could criticize the team. And I think it's the flip side. Even if the team did the right thing here, um, I think you still want that information so that you can assess basically how they're acting as an organization. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, not Doka's responsibility, though. It's the Celtics. like Correct. They, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I think the question, Dominic, and this gets to the heart. I mean, you mentioned before, like, what does it mean to be journalistic in any sense that's meaningful? I think it's to have an interest in what here I think meets the bar for public interest, right? Like this is a wildly influential, important institution that has claims to a culture, to a civic tradition, to uh, mattering in ways that are real. And when, I think, uh, I'm sorry, you know, I I, well, I, but no, 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 it's all good. But I, look, I think when I say that, a good knee jerk response, which maybe you're going to, is to be cynical about like, wait a minute, okay, there's some gassing up of like what sports really is, which is totally fair. But in terms of a serious story, when it comes to the head coach of a team, I, I, it feels. I don't think. Feels like I don't think your accountability is 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 requested and fair. I don't, I don't think you're gassing up what a sports team is. At least not to the sports team. Those are all terms that they use to describe themselves when they need things from us. Like they exactly. they tra they traffic in and uh, civic pride, and we all are this together. This is us, this represents you. Um, they use it to try to get funding for various things. I mean, like it's a, you can't have 
at least in my view, you right. shouldn't be able to have that part without what else what what else comes with it. In this case, it's transparency, which is a word that I believe um, Whit Grossbeck used when he was talking about. He was he was he meant to the women inside the organization some transparency, but it's for I think it's for all of us. We deserve that transparency. Yeah, I mean, again, in a in an alabaster look, there's a there's a nuance here too, and Mina, right? There's a, and this is a thing that's you know we don't need to know the identity of the person, right? Like, and this is this strikes at a larger question here, and why that's important because the framing of the story speaks also to who has been allegedly victimized here. <laughs> And that to yes. me is so key to understanding, right? Like we don't know enough to definitively say that X or Y has happened, but in terms of the power dynamic involved, we're getting closer to understanding why it is that this was incredibly unfortunate in its introduction yeah. to the public consciousness. And I think Pablo, and Dominic, this goes to your question about why do we need to know? Why is this out there? Why is it in the public? You know, with stories like this, um, because these issues are bigger than one team. Right. Uh, if Udoka did harass a woman and, um, you know, and that wasn't publicized, that contributes to a culture of silence, a culture where women are afraid to speak up, um, a culture where there's any sense of accountability for actions like that. So, you know, simply actually publicizing that information and showing that accountability took place, it's important not just for Udoka, the Celtics, the women involved, but for other teams and other people in positions of power. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I find that incredibly important and powerful because this is how culture changes. And we often talk about, at least I am one who like, when people right. are upset for athletes or how, how their kids are emulating athletes, I don't necessarily care that much, but this is an opportunity where like, I will have a conversation with my kids about this if, if they bring it up. And that's a conversation that I think is important to have moving forward because like this evolution, the reason why things like this are still happening haven't stopped, even though we have plenty of examples out there, is like our workplaces are filled up with people our age who grew up in a world where this behavior was like not as, uh, or people were not held accountable for this type of behavior in the way that they no. should. And I think that it's like, assuming that it's gonna go over overnight is stupid, but Brushing, un brushing these type of uh, penalties and consequences under the rug is how you perpetuate it. Bringing it out to the forefront, letting us look at it and talk about it is potentially how you influence the people who still can be influenced to behave properly in the workplace. Yeah, but in the end, like we need more. We just need more, yeah. right? Like we're talking about what hypothetically would be helpful, um, but yeah, I think we just, we just don't know enough right now to feel even close to definitive about what's actually happening. Yeah. All right. Um, guys, I think we should uh, nix the Brown Steelers game and move on to some more interesting football. Because that was a <laughs> wow, a bit of slop and we can talk about really? that again. We I, this is unprecedented, by the way. Yeah, just just checking check. the wow. box. Uh, no, just do not pass go I, do not collect honestly none of let, that let's pat ourselves on the back because that was well, that's the really responsible way to, to deal with that game is to move here's on why you're right here's why you're right it was exactly how everybody thought it would go yep 
Like, is anyone surprised? I guess Jacoby Brissett played better than yeah. I expected. So I'll throw that out there as the one thing that surprised me. But otherwise... I think um, the Mitchell was not bad enough to get bench was another thing. That's And that's the problem, I think. Yeah. Because I think now they're, they're living in that, in that zone. All right, respect oh, the check. Respect sorry, the check. We're doing the thing where we said we were going to talk yes, about it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just pantomiming, I'm pantomiming George Pickens' catch out of respect, uh, but otherwise respecting the check. And thank you to Deontay Dropson for keeping Mitch Trubisky oh, in the line. All right, let's oh, move on. God. Phil's Dolphins, guys. Game of the weekend. Do you expect the Dolphins to be able to hang with the Bills? Mm, mm. That's a nice <laughs> I way to frame it. didn't until I saw that injury report. Have yeah. you guys seen No, 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 no. Wait, catch me up. Out? Catch me up. What's happening? Buddy, okay. Uh, I think last I saw it was Micah Hyde, who's yeah. one of their excellent starting safety uh-huh. duo. Dane Jackson, of course, had that scary injury last week. And then Jordan Phillips, who's been excellent for them on the defensive line. That is a lot of star power. And it's also a secondary that was banged up and young to begin with. Right. So I, this game, Dominique, yeah. got a lot closer for me after seeing that. And it's the portions of the secondary that have to carry a lot of the weight. Like this team is heavily reliant on those two safeties ability to cover up any potential mistakes that other people make. And, you know, if you make a mistake against these receivers, it might be a touchdown. So, yeah, I I thought that they could hang with them before. I certainly think that this news improves their ability or their potential of hanging with them and uh, potentially beating them. So, Wait, so so are are we, are we okay? So on the one hand, right, like. I'm Even train, more exciting baby. for people who, yes, are staring at the train that Dominique is conducting um, as he's not allowing any of us <laughs> on it at this point. Um, wow. There's, so there's that dynamic. But there's also like just the question of, so does this mean that this is less measuring sticky? Is this game less I'm, measuring sticky? I'm shooing you guys here? away from the train. Yeah, this is. Do not get on the train. Oh, you do on, <laughs> on a fancy I don't tour train. Be on the train. Oh, no, you're not invited. Oh, you I don't take the train. I only fly. Okay, cool. Well, you can get on a plane then. And, can we uh, stop flying by the question I asked? And, and maybe your <laughs> your luggage may or may not make it. You better get on this Amtrak. My Amtrak skips <laughs> Delaware, as everyone knows. Anyway, what question? An anti-Delaware program. Uh, yes. Does this feel like less of a measuring stick to you then? Because of the is, no. is it? Are those losses enough to say like no? What we're going to learn about the Dolphins' no. offense is not as meaningful no. as we would otherwise. Is Josh no, Allen the Bills' pass rush is – well, there's that. And, but also I would say about the Bills, their pass rush is still very, very good, even without Jordan uh, Phillips in the mix. I, to me, like, Teron Armstead I saw was day-to-day, who's the Dolphins' best offensive lineman. They're starting left tackle. That could also tilt the game just as much as these Bills' injuries. Dominique, to me, though, this feels like one, at least on that side of the ball, where Do- uh, Von Miller has to take over. Yeah, he has to take over, and Mike McDaniel has to be smart enough not to allow him to take over. That defense has to play well enough and the offense has to play well enough to keep them in a situation where they do not have to drop back pass. Because Von Miller against play action is different. Von Miller against the run is not bad, but it's different. You really get scared of Von Miller, and the reason why they got Von Miller is because they have an offense that can score enough points that they want to be up two scores in the fourth quarter, and that's when Von Miller comes and shuts games down, which he pretty much did in the last two games. They didn't need him in the fourth quarter this last game, but towards the end of games, or once they have a big enough lead, Vaughn Miller spends his time in the backfield because he's not reading anything. He gets in a track stance and shoots right for the quarterback, and that's not what you want. If they get in that situation, it's over. Mm. So the plus 55 thing, which is just I, – I don't know historically <laughs> where we are with that, but that feels uh, so 
insane to me, right? Yeah. 29 points better than the next best team the Bills are in terms of point differential. Um, the notion that Josh Allen is just, yeah, he is, he is a banned character in video games. Like you have to unlock him <laughs> by beating the entire thing. The fact that he's that guy. I, I, love, guys, I, I love the notion as Mina's muttering to herself. I love the notion that the Dolphins can hang here. Because what that does is open up the whole season, right? Like we're looking for number two. We're currently looking for a plausible number two. We don't have that number two. Is that number two going to be coming out of Miami? That would be an incredible delight. Have you seen the Reddit post that's now gone viral about how since 2021, the Dolphins have never lost to a quarterback whose name has the letter O? <laughs> <laughs> This is. This I'm, is I'm, like, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, this here, is. This is. Uh, this is. Two and on. Here's the list. Gosh. No, no. Even more. Even more diligent in research. Yeah. Hold on. So yeah. they've never lost to Josh Allen. They've never lost to Josh Allen. Wow. No. I didn't realize. I mean, Tom Brady is the one that naturally does jump out at me in this yeah. analysis. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I wonder how common O's are in names. I got two of them. I'll, I'll give some quarterbacks some if they want one. Double O club right here, baby. Oh, well, is his last names included also? I got three O's. There aren't that many quarterbacks who don't have O in their name. Okay. This is a weird so. tangent that Reddit has sent, <laughs> sent Mina on and she's taken us. Ian Book <laughs> destroyed him. Two O's? Come on. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Maybe. I don't want to repeat myself because I've broken this game down with the same points on this show multiple times and on many other shows. So, like, it does really boil down to um, if they can run the ball or not or if they get down or they get behind. And that's what you can't build your team to do a bunch of things well. And the the um, Bills are a team that is built to score a lot early and then get after the passer. We'll see what the rest of the, how at some point they're going to be put in other situations and we'll see how they respond to it. And if it happens in Miami this week, I think Miami can pull it out. And whew, I cannot wait for this Tua train to keep going. It's going to be great. I'm being a front. I'm going to give you the most obnoxious Tua takes. I can't wait <laughs> oh my to pass God. them out. Well, I want to uh, to average average like five air yards per attempt, oh. and for the Dolphins to score a bunch of defensive touchdowns, and for oh. all the shows on Monday to still lead oh. with two us better than Josh Allen. You gotta break the take machine. Don't put all that in the take. That is too much input. To be clear, for the I think two has been playing well. Yeah. I just, I'm just. Oh, I want the opposite. I want him to throw for 400 yards again and seven touchdowns this week. I cannot wait till I mean, we get to an MVP chatter. It'll be MVP chatter, I can't wait. Yo, we're, <laughs> we're close. We're, I was okay? asked to sign a Tua apology form. Oh. Uh, Dolphins fans <laughs> took the meme format from Bills fans yeah. who had already asked everyone to sign a Josh Allen apology form. So it's just getting passed around angry fan bases there's a there's a Jalen Hurts like, one uh brewing too I think I've seen pop up a couple places all you need is one game maybe one of them and they are out here with paperwork one game. not even a game <laughs> a quarter that's fair nobody uh, nobody cares about Jacoby Brissett's attempts to hand out these apology forms what? by the way hold on <laughs> oh 
what is it? What was it? They tried me to write me off. Uh, I wrote them back in the form of a lengthy apology <laughs> form. Yes. Um, <laughs> you got to trademark man. that thing. You Gino, Gino did Gino. try to trademark he, it. Should have trademarked that right after uh, the week. He waited until the Seahawks lost. How can you trademark like, something you plagiarized from Drake? That's true. Like uh, that's how are we even doing this? Uh, but can I can I ask a football question of of you guys? Like if you're if sure. you're and maybe we'll make it a cornerback centric question to appeal to Dominique's base, but like, is there a more terrifying team to play than the Dolphins if you're a cornerback? Um, the Bills <laughs> uh, and also the Chiefs. I think from a receiver standpoint, we talked about this before, but the quarterback matters so much uh, to yeah. uh, how you play as a cornerback. There are plenty of receivers that can get open. But if the quarterback can't be accurate, and there are receivers that can't get open, and if the quarterback can be accurate, you're still going to have a rough day. I think the scary yeah. part for going up against Miami is you have a chance of, like, being embarrassed just because they're so fast and so, like, athletic that Tyreek Hill can make a highlight out of you. That's what I'm getting at. Stephon yeah. Diggs can, I too. I, the Wild Dolphins only too. put up like 20 points on the Patriots, who have right. one of the worst cornerback rooms in the NFL. That's and we're fair. talking about them like they're the greatest show on turf. Like, I, I, I am very terrified of that wide receiver combo. But like Dominique said, you also need Tua to yeah. step up and be accurate. And he was last week. But like the small the sample size, you know, like the sample size <laughs> of this offense <laughs> being devastating is quarter. not large. One and it also involved a secondary in Baltimore yeah. that looked terrible yeah so i don't know unfortunately for the bills their secondary also might look terrible this week so i'm actually not sure how much we're going to learn about this particular matchup from this game i tried to get on the train uh -uh, and too you guys both shut me down comprehensively great too late. get on the plane with mina Right. Ho better hope it doesn't rain. Better hope it doesn't rain, because then your then your play, your flight will be canceled. This train goes. Actually, my train last week was delayed on the way. I was gonna say you're really gonna run the Acela metaphor through to definitely sure good Tua at getting places it on rain. time. Have, it got it got have delayed. You seen his his record in those conditions? There were, there were wires. I feel on like the I'm track. coming across as such a I, hater. I, I'm trolling. Guys. I love. I like to uh, Amtrak employees. <laughs> They're so nice. They're really nice. Anyway, proceed. All right, let's go to the next topic. Guys, Amtrak employees are the best. Got a, got a game of real famous quarterbacks and real constipated offenses. My question. Yeah. Whose offense are you more concerned about this weekend and going forward? The Packers or the Bucks? <laughs> the two-parter. Yeah, 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 yeah. This weekend... I guess it's the Packers because they're going up against really? that Bucks defense that I think is really good. Um, the Bucks, the Packers defense is really talented, but hasn't been really good yet. Unless you count the Bears kind of not throwing the football as them being really good. Uh, they don't have no receivers. They did go get a very familiar looking one for Tom Brady. Uh, five nine-ish white dude to put in a slot that Tom Brady might love. So we'll see how that works out. But going forward, I think, I don't know. It has to be, Mina, answer this so I can agree with you and pretend like- Wow, Dominique's right. brain has been pretzeled by this fake construct. Mina, I'm actually more concerned about the Bucks this weekend because Tom Brady is going to be throwing to, I don't know, ball boy. I mean, I, ooh, this reminds me of something. 
I la- last week, I probably should have mentioned this off, off the Dolphins topic. I benched both Jalen Waddle and Eamon Ross St. Brown, who were like the two highest scoring receivers other than Stefan Diggs. And I still won because my opponent was Pablo. Okay. All right. Flex. You didn't need to flex. Here's the part that sucked about this. Here's the part that sucked about this. He's so bad at fantasy football. (laughs) No. I mean, I guess I'm bad. No. Mina's team name is what is it? It's it's a it's a Jalen Waddle pun. It's Waddle it be. Yeah. And so I was like, oh no, I'm gonna get killed because one of the receivers that I considered terrifying to cornerbacks um, is obviously just going off for her and she had benched him. And I almost screenshotted that and posted it. And I was like, let me just wait. And then I lost by like literally decimal (laughs) points. What was the final? Who is that more embarrassing for me for benching them or for you? for losing you are after you're um you're a bad coach you're you're nathaniel hackett but you're a great gm because you built a roster that was good enough to overcome (laughs) your horrible game management i didn't even build the roster danny kelly drafted the team for me because i had a lot spaces that day nice job danny yeah he gets 25 percent of my winnings i drafted josh Um, okay back to the question part filipino that move is not paid (laughs) off yet if you're wondering yes um, um, okay. Uh, I think that, but yeah, as far as this weekend, the Bucks are heavily outmanned. However, Aaron Rodgers is facing the better defense, uh-huh. as you alluded to in Tampa. I do think this Packers run game, which looked exceptional, granted against the Bears, um, will have some success attacking the edges of that Bucks defensive front. They've been really, really good doing that so far this season. Moving forward, I'm probably going to lead Tampa in this one. Um, I have more faith in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in, I don't know, week 10 than I do in Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs. Do you have any concern about Tom Brady, his play now, his play going forward? Uh, you think yeah. he's going to be Tom Brady of old when he wants to get I mean, going? he literally is throwing to guys I had not heard of. Yeah. You know, I, I, I... I mean, his receivers this weekend – are Rashad Perriman, right? Rashad Perriman, um, Russell Gage, Scotty Miller. Yeah. Okay. You've heard heard of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. But last week there were no, there were guys catching passes. I was like, oh my God, like this is, I, I, I'm unfamiliar with this man. Not that I'm like this encyclopedia of knowledge, but like I, I was, and and there were a lot of drops. How could, Um, how could this still looks fine throwing the ball to me? How could this game with such big names and important teams feel so uninteresting to me. Like I, I, I had yeah, so much more is, juice for the game before. Like I'm not excited about this game or not as excited about this game See, as I feel like I should be. Uh, I'm sorry, Tom and Aaron. No, this this does feel like it has that NBA flavor of like, I care about the characters, but yeah. the games themselves are kind of <laughs> meh. I'm just like, oh yeah, can I generate a soap opera around yeah. these two guys? Like, um, I think I should be able to, but then you get yeah. into it and you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the lines at 41, right over under rather. Um, so cool. Yeah, Check it, the know. box, Alabaster. Check the box. Get me right, onto something more fun, right, please. Yeah, one, one more topic. And guys, I need your help here. All right. We're going to do a little where will I lose my money, but I don't want to lose my money this week. I want you guys to help me pick a game that I won't lose. And this is significant because there are nine, count them, nine road favorites this weekend, and they all seem juicy. But I need you guys to tell me which home, home underdog we should go down? Adam Levine. Maybe I'm not Chiefs at Colts. So hot. So hot. 
And the Chiefs are uh, minus six in that game. Uh, the Bills minus five at the Dolphins. The Eagles minus six Chiefs. at the Commanders. Ravens minus two and a half at the Patriots. Bengals Chiefs. minus six at yeah. the Chiefs. 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 Yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. That's the opposite. Chiefs. We need to pick Chiefs. the. We need to pick the home dog. Oh, uh, home dog. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Charlie wants. Charlie wants one sorry. of the home yeah. teams. Dolphins. Join the pod, everyone. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Can somebody who's listening to the Photoshop Dominique as one of the dolphins in a pod, like swimming, like maybe in the front of, I don't know how, who leads the pod of dolphins. Um, the alpha dolphin, of course. <laughs> oh, you have no understanding of dolphin ecosystems. I, I know. I know there's the, no alpha dolphin. There's not even an alpha wolf. Like the whole that's right. of alpha Sham. is not really? a thing that's real. It's a lie. Yeah. It was made up. The only thing I know about dolphins is that i think they're the only mammal other than humans that have sex for pleasure yeah i i was gonna mm -hmm. that was gonna be my next fact well no that's not there, there's another problem. one there's another one. google bonobos sometimes oh yeah don't they that's like a, a key part of their like socialization is like exactly they, they use it so i guess it's not always for pleasure as much as it's like a means for communication did you guys I mean, read that crazy story from it's one of the, the the best stories I've ever read. I think it was in New York Magazine about the guy who had a relationship with a dolphin. Oh gosh, it's so upsetting. I, well, I didn't read that. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Don't dolphins also get high on yeah. like um, octopus? Yes. Yeah. Or like yeah, so, like on they like their, uh, this guy had a full blown lick, like multi like he it cephalopods. is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of guys who have relationships what? with dolphins, <laughs> Dominique Foxworth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, do you have a better one now? Who else is the home dog? We're definitely not going to go Colts. Uh, Commanders, nope. Patriots, so wait, nope. So Jets, maybe. Uh, Titans, nope. No. Panthers, nope. Cards, no. nope. Broncos, nope. So it's got to be wait, the Dolphins. Cards, cards is a solid nope to you, huh? Like the way the Rams are, the, you're the, not worried you, about You them? said, so, okay, the Dolphins had one good quarter. The offensively, <laughs> the Cardinals had like five good a, minutes. They had a great conversion that lasted yeah. like twenty seconds. Yeah. yeah, so like I don't think the I don't think the Broncos are as bad as people think. Let's ride. By the way, all right. Yeah, I put I got I pushed that take out yesterday and um was not well received. Wait, so what's your what's the I, argument for what 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 people may be missing about so the fact that everyone's the, laughing at the Broncos? I actually think the defense has been fine outside yeah. of that first. Geno Smith have they look good they're they cut back on the penalties and then offensively they've just been really bad in the red zone I mean there's been horrible coaching decisions but there's been like fumbles drops I don't think they're as good as maybe people thought I certainly don't think they can compete with like the Chiefs and the Chargers but I think they're still like a pretty decent offense yeah. that said Nick Bosa is probably going to you know resume his campaign of like just destroying Russell Wilson's life so. All right, so mm. pick one. You got to go Broncos? I think that's a good one. I'll go Broncos. Right. Of this group? Yeah, go Broncos. <laughs> Let's ride. Wow. Broncos wow. country. Pass! Run! <laughs> <laughs> Play action. Reverse! Remember when you played football growing up, Pablo? You had to that's yell right. reverse. Reverse yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Reverse What's was wrong? like... What? What's wrong with Russell Wilson doing that? He's just trying to get to know his new friends. That when you were like eight and play football, reverse was like a Hail Mary. It was like the deep class because nobody could like really <laughs> throw or catch well enough. So like every game, the reverse was like, man. Do 
do professional i have a question for you dominic do professional football players do the same thing that we all do at home when there's a flea flicker point and go flea flicker <laughs> <laughs> absolutely like from the sideline yeah, absolutely we all do it's, it's pavlovian it, yeah it's not Everybody. it's not up to you it's you don't have a choice it's reflexive flea flicker. just like you get hit in the knee with one of those little mallets it's just flea flicker they did one where it was a screen who did that it was Oh, that was the Browns last night, right? The Browns flea, last night did a, a double screen. something or other. Yeah, they were they were doing whatever it took. Yeah. Uh, hello, Corona. So I think there's still time to explain this Dolphins dating a man story. <laughs> I don't think there is. I think you can look it up Let me and Google read it. it. I'm gonna look, I mean, if it. you were to choose a mammal that wasn't a human, nice. Let's go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I googled I googled man dated dolphin and mandatory minicamp came up. <laughs> that's because your phone knows you. It knows that you yeah, don't that's actually the care about real. That's your real personal. trying to protect me right algorithm. now. I'm gonna send you guys this story, and I want to I want to hear your thoughts on it later. We'll discuss it on the later program of debatable. Sponsored by Corona. Presented by Corona. Oh. Have a great weekend, everyone. A year! Her name was Dolly! Ew.